This podcast is part of the Unresolved Podcast Network. To discover more, visit unresolvednetwork.com. Whether you want to start a faith-based business or an online ministry, you've come to the right place. This is the Teresa Blaze Show with your host, Teresa Blaze, where she's bringing her over 20 years of consulting experience to the mic. Now, here's Teresa. Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and this is the Teresa Blaze Show. Today, we are going to be talking with a guy who I think is going to bring a lot of value to you, especially if you're running a business, but you feel like you're running, oh, I don't know, way too many hats. And so I brought on to the mic, Mr. Richard Matthews. Um, But first, before we get on to him, I want to talk about today's sponsor, which is uh, Kadosh Media. If you need a podcast, check out kadoshmedia.com. We would love to meet with you. Richard, welcome to the show. Hello. Nice to be here. Well, we are really happy to have you. Um, Can you give the audience a very brief introduction of who you are and what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, so my name is Richard Matthews. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of uh, pushbuttonpodcasts.com, and I also run a podcast myself called The Hero Show. So I'm the host of The Hero Show, um, and you can check that out at my website, richardmatthews.me. And we talk a lot on that website and on that show about how to build heroic brands. I mean, anything goes on um, goes on there. My uh, wife and four children. We've been traveling the country for four, almost four years now. Coming up this May, um, I'm actually in the uh, back bedroom of my uh, my RV, my little miniature. My uh, friends call it my mobile command studio um, for uh, <laughs> for for running my business. Um, and I've got a uh, got a small organization of people that I work with all over the world. Um, you know, several several staff members that help us do what we do. Um, and I think today we're going to be talking a little bit about how you build push buttons business systems for uh, um, for for growing your own organization. That is great. So when you talk about push button, I mean that sounds kind of nothing is really push button. Uh, so what do you think is the biggest hindrance to a business actually systematizing and doing what they need to do? So I think the biggest problem with learning how to build business systems is actually not on the system side. It's on the language side. There is a language problem with business systems, and people don't actually understand the um, the language that's used to describe them and to actually understand them. And then it ends up with you end up with problems in actually being able to design and implement and build systems in your business because we have. We have difficult language where we where where we use words like system, process, workflow, steps, um, interchangeably, um, and don't actually understand the basic language for that. And it's a uh, it's a fairly common problem. Um, I actually have one of my uh, one of my lessons in one of my courses. I go um, over this where it if you actually like go out and look into what everyone talks about with business systems, you see things all the time like. You know, you need to build systems and processes in your business if you want to grow and succeed. That's like everyone says that. Um, but then you actually get into the content of people. They talk about which systems you should build and how you should build them and what should happen next. Um, and they don't actually teach you any of the how to and they don't use common language for it. So it's very difficult to understand how you build um, how to build systems. And when you do it right, when you actually understand the language, you understand how things put together and you understand how to do things like 
putting the decision making, front loading the decisions into your system, you can actually make push button business systems. You know, it, it, that kind of reminds me. It's kind of like uh, like Steve Larson talks about this pretty often. He talks about like Facebook's version of a campaign inside an ad is completely different than a marketing campaign outside of Facebook or mm-hmm. um so on and so forth and so you know the word might be the same but the language and the intent that you use is completely different what i what i like to um to tell people for understanding the language um is is actually figuring out what the hierarchy of of the language is and that really helps you understand how things work together so if you wanted to i could go over what the the sort of the hierarchy of the uh the languages, and then maybe give you an example of how you can actually build a push-button system, um, and then understand that you know systems are are uh, they're not just automations, right? What I'm talking about systems is is people and processes that actually make the work product for your business. Yeah, I'd actually love for you to go over that because that might actually help my audience put a little shoe leather to what we're talking about here. Yeah, so so the four the four main pieces to uh, to the language of business systems are um, is obviously the word system, and then workflow, process, and step, right? And the the mistake that happens most often is that those words are used interchangeably. Um, and if you actually read the dictionary definitions of those words, they are they aren't actually interchangeable, but they sound close enough because the dictionary uses you know big language, <laughs> you know five dollar words to describe the. Uh, the thing that people use them interchangeably, but they're actually hierarchical. Um, and the the top of the hierarchy, if you were to think of it like a you know like a, a funnel, right? The the top part of the funnel um, would be system, right? And a system is um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna going to adjust the dictionary definition a little bit. Basically, a system is an adaptable set of workflows that are responsible for how a business achieves its big overarching goals, right? So for instance, you might have a podcasting system, right? I know you guys um, do that with your media company. Um, You guys build podcasts. And so you might have a podcasting system for your business, or you might have a client onboarding system for your business, or you might have, um, you know, a lead generation system for your business. Um, And that system has a big overarching goal, like you know, uh, for your podcasting system, it might be to create, you know, what we say with our push button podcast business is to create awareness, attention and authority. Right. And it's it's a big overarching goal. Um, your lead generation system might be to, you know, generate leads for your business or sales calls or whatever. Um, and that's that's the, the top level of the hierarchy. The next level down would be workflows. Right. So a system is made up of workflows and a workflow is the component parts that make up a system. Right. It's a set of um, and basically it's it's the different pieces of it. Right. So if we used your podcasting system as an example, some of the workflows in your podcasting system might be you might have a workflow for booking guests. Right. And then you might have another workflow for actually running your interview. Right. And if you you actually think through some of those things, like, you know, when we got on this podcast this afternoon, you know, it's like making sure that the. uh you know, the links come through and then you get on and do a little bit of chatting with your guest and maybe you say a prayer before you start. And then you get the uh, recording going and then you, uh, you know, actually perform the interview. Right. Those are the 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 that's the actual workflow for recording the interview. And then you might have the um, editing workflow at the end and then you have your publishing workflow. I mean, maybe you have your promotion workflow and all of those workflows, each individual workflow has a specific outcome. Right. So the specific outcome of of the um, guest booking workflow is to have a guest on the calendar. Right. And the specific outcome of the uh 
um, you know, the recording workflow is to have a finished recording for your interview. And the specific mm-hmm. outcome of the um, editing workflow is to have the final finished audio edited, right? And so each workflow has a specific outcome that goes into the larger system. Does that make sense so far? Yes, it does, actually. I say the, the next two steps um, is what makes up a workflow is your processes, right? So if you look at, um, so each workflow is built up of, of processes. So if we looked at, for instance, the editing, um, editing your podcast has probably a few processes and the processes are going to be things like, um, and you might have one or more processes is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Um, and it's chunks of micro steps to accomplish uh, sorry, macro steps to accomplish a specific task, right? So it might be um, things like uh, editing the actual podcast is going to involve, um, you know, doing the video edits and doing the audio edits um, and, you know, whatever the pieces might be. Um, and then each one of those processes is going to have the micro steps, right? So editing the podcast might be, you know, step one is download the audio file and step two is open it in audacity and step three is go through and you know, do the tip and tail where you cut off the front and back and step four might be, um, you know, run your, uh, um, I don't know, your background noise removal or something like that or so on and so forth until you have each one of the micro steps that accomplishes that process. Um, and you work through those, um, you work through each process to accomplish the end goal of the workflow. And when the workflow is done, it moves on to the next step in the workflow until your whole system is built. And what that does for you is when you actually understand how what the hierarchy of systems is, it allows you to actually hold them in your mind, right? So language is our is our mental capacity to actually hold things and think about them. Um, and when you have a a good language understanding of how systems are built, then you can have a you can have a, a, a mechanism by which you can actually understand them and design them in your mind before you can actually go out and create them in the real world. Let me see if I can get this right. So you basically have you have the system, the overarching uh, system. From that, you develop your workflow, and from your workflow, you develop your steps. Am I tracking with you correctly? Yeah. So your workflow might um, you might your workflow may have one or more processes, um, and the processes are are your your individual steps, right? So if you were actually making like a process document for how to do things, those would be your processes. Right, so your process would be like, here's how to edit a video, um, and then your process is made up of steps. So it's like, hey, step one, open the file. Step two, you know, if you're actually writing a process document, the things that you write in your process document are the individual steps. So systems are made up of workflows. Workflows are made up of processes. Processes are actually individual written out steps, or you know, video out, whatever you do your your steps to train your staff or whatever. Um, but it's you know, step one, do this. Step two, do that. Step three, do the next thing. <laughs> right, right. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. So let's say someone's listening to this and they go, well, I'm kind of a one-man show here. Uh, I've just started my little company. Um, uh, this is a little bit above me. How do I even go about creating the systems that you're talking about? So the thing that I do, um, that I tell people to do, is is figuring out essentially where you want to start, right? Because you can't start by systemizing everything in your business, right? I've I've been doing this for years. I still don't have everything in my business systematized, right? I have the biggest things in my business systematized. And, you know, that's gotten me to a point now where my average workday is like four hours a day and I work like four days a week. So I put like 16 hours a week into my business and it's bigger now than it was when I first started. So um, you can systemize things in your business like piece by piece, 
Um, and when you start off, especially as a solopreneur, which is where a lot of us start, um, you do everything and you do it all by hand and you know, you just make it happen. And I call it, um, I call it, uh, you know, what I called it in my business, at least, was poorly managed chaos, right? Where we've got, I've got everything going on and sometimes stuff is getting done and sometimes it slips through the cracks and sometimes you have, um, you know, feast and famine with all that. I'm sure you guys would probably relate to that as, uh, as entrepreneurs. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So we've all been there. And when you start looking at your business saying, hey, I want to systemize things, the first thing you want to do is you want to pick a business goal where you want to add leverage, right? So it means looking for a system where you want to be able to put one hour of work in and get 10 hours or more of work product back, right? Um, and like I said, you it's it's important because you can't build systems for everything at once. That would be, you know, if you know how to do that, let me know because... <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, but anyways, you have to start somewhere. So it makes sense to start with where you can get the biggest wins. Right. And I like to look for systems in my business where I can have big wins first. So generally, those are the things that I'm looking for or um, are things that in terms of the amount of time spent. Right. So if I can save a lot of time, something takes up a lot of my time during the day or if things don't bring me joy. Right. So you can re- Marie Kondo your business. Um, <laughs> so I use my, my podcasting system for the hero show as an example, um, a lot for these, these discussions. Um, but one, um, it's the most complete system in my business so far, so much so that I offer it as a service to others, right? That's what our push button podcast is, but also it has a really nice combination of both human elements and robot elements for the system. So what I talk about is how we actually started our podcast, right? So my podcast, the hero show, we're at like 150 episodes or so right now. And I started that several years ago. Um, and cause I really had a good message I wanted to get across and I really believed in it. And I spent a lot of time and effort. I got the first like eight episodes recorded and got them down on the books and everything done. And then I started trying to do the actual work of the podcast, which was, you know, all the edits and transcriptions and blah, blah, blah. And I got through like three episodes before I was like, this is an insane amount of work. Right. And I know you guys run a podcasting company, you know, how much work it is to actually edit and get everything out. Um, especially if you're doing both audio and video stuff. Right. And then especially if you multiply that times, oh, I don't know about four, because we're huh, when you run multiple shows, you have to multiply the amount of work that it takes yeah, to get absolutely. it done. Absolutely. So like what I was sitting at, I was sitting there going, man, this is a lot of work. Um, and I was like, it's not actually for me, my po- my own personal podcast was not a revenue producer. It wasn't like I put on an episode and suddenly I get clients. Right. So it was like taking all of this time. Right. And that's where I was like, I, I want to do this and I know it'll have a long term positive impact in my business, but it's taking a lot of time. Right. And parts of it, things like the actual audio editing and the transcriptions, they didn't bring me joy. So like there was two pieces to that where I was like, I, if I can figure out how to build systems that make this happen, um, I can get the benefits of the, uh, you know, the attention, awareness and authority that come from running a podcast and being a podcast host. And I can actually build my business, but I need to figure out how to systemize those things. So that's um, what I did over the next year and a half as I actually started hiring staff and building the systems and designing all of the stuff for it. Um, and once it, it took me it took me a little while, but once we got live with that from episode three to episode 153, which I think is where we're at right about now, I haven't touched the podcast at all with the exception of showing up to record the actual interviews, right? So when I say push button, I mean, I literally show up, I push the record button and I push the stop record button and my systems and my team and my staff go in and they take care of everything else, right? So for me, the system literally is a push button system. Um, so the way that that works or the way that it works for me is, is, is how you actually start with that, right? So I have the example here is I had a podcast that I want to build my podcasting system, 
Um, so the first step in is figuring out where you want to add leverage. That can be anything, right? It could be your podcasting system. It could be your Facebook marketing system. It could be your lead um, lead generation stuff. It could be your client onboarding because maybe you onboard a lot of clients very rapidly. Um, or maybe it could be you're, uh, you're in the process of growing your company and you need to have uh, the onboarding processes for your staff so they get up to speed really quickly. Wherever it is that you need the leverage in your business, you start there. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So uh, let's step away from the podcasting system thing for a minute because um, I totally follow that. Uh, one of the um, biggest areas that I think a lot of companies and a lot of solopreneurs are struggling with is lead generation. So let me ask you this. If I was going to build a lead generation system from scratch, how would you do it? Especially knowing like, like knowing that there is a lot of uh, faith-based entrepreneurs, but then we've also got the issue of uh, it's kind of getting difficult to use social media, for example, because a lot of social media doesn't like faith-based entrepreneurs or faith-based um, anything. Yeah. So um, the process is going to be the same, whether or not it's, you know, building a podcasting system or building a lead generation system um, is your next step is to is once you've picked an area is you're going to um, break out the workflows. Right. So it means you're going to determine where the major breakpoints are along the path for accomplishing the goal of the system. Right. So if the system is to generate leads, you're going to have workflows that get you there. Right. And they're going to be natural breakpoints um, where you can start. Um, start work and get building stuff. Um, so what I like to do is look at the system's end goal and work backwards to see what specific things need to happen for the end goal to be accomplished, right? So those specific re- um, results will end up being the workflows that you build, right? So um, if you're looking at lead generation, the end result, let's say that your end result is to get someone on the phone, right? And so you want to actually get someone on the phone for a sales call. And you might look backwards, like what are the things that need to happen for a lead generation system that ends up in a phone call for a sales um, for a sales call. There's a lot of different ways you can get to that path. So let's see if I can if I can say this correctly, right? If you if if your end goal was a phone call, um, and you were to look at that like maybe uh, uh, the center hub on a bicycle, each system you built might be one of the spokes, right, where you go out and you could actually have several different paths that you build that get you to a phone call. So we'll just talk about one, right? One that you might uh, use use this process where we were breaking out the workflows and then you would work backwards. So how do I get a phone call? Um, and one of the things that we use is uh, we use uh, webinars regularly to, de- to develop phone calls. Um, so your, your previous step from the actual phone call um, might be the, uh, the end of your webinar where you have, hey, if you want to get on our calendar, you need to go here and um, and book a time on with our team right so the that workflow would be your um what am i trying to say here it would be your calendar workflow right your count your your process for getting people on the calendar um and then you know you step back from there and it'd be like you'd actually have your workflow for the webinar um and then from the webinar you would have like the registration system and from the registration system you would have the ads that get people to show up on your your system so you'd have four or five different pieces that go from hey you know ad registration um you know and you might actually have like the pre-webinar email follow-up pieces and then the actual webinar and then the things right so what i'm trying to do there is like this is not the the only way to build leads but if you were talking about breaking down workflows that's how you would do it you would start at the end and you would work backwards like hey what are the steps that are going to get me here right um and building workflows for each one of those things 
And we do that a lot. That's why I, why I use that as an example is because I actually have each step of that system templated um, in our business. So we have mm-hmm. a, um, like when we go to set up the calendar stuff, I have the calendar page and the thank you page for the calendar and all the emails for the calendar system. I have all of them templated out um, and I have process videos for like, here's how you install the calendar system on a page and here's how you um, how you hook it up to my calendar and here's how you do all the all the pieces for that. So when I go to um, actually set up a new webinar or set up a new marketing thing for generating phone calls, either for myself or for a client, um, I can just say, hey, start this workflow, right? And either myself or my staff or whoever's doing the actual work, we have everything ready to go, right? So it's just one step at a time where we can just make everything happen. And that's how you build you build systems as you you figure out what the steps are and then you build all the either the templates or the checklists or whatever it is you need to make it happen. Um, so you build the workflows out for it. And it takes a bit, you take some time, but like at this point in my business, I've got workflows and templates and everything for like literally everything we do, which is super cool. Um, but that's, uh, that's how you, how you started, right? Is you break out the workflows and that's, uh, that's, that's sort of the next step. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So let me ask you this in the process of building the systems and the workflows and the processes and all, and the steps, uh, everything that we just talked about. What are some of the biggest pitfalls that you see entrepreneurs um, step into when trying to build the, these things within their company or heck, even their ministry? Maybe they want to build a ministry that is um, that has these kind of processes. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that I think are really, really helpful for um, not stepping in big piles of manure as you're building systems. <laughs> um, and one of them is um, is understanding how, the way a system works for um, is let, let me see if I can back that up a little bit is you have to you have to know what to follow through a system. Each workflow generally has an object that you follow through the workflow right from inception to completion. Um, and it's important that you determine that because when you build your workflows because um, it's what you build your workflow around right so it's it's the object that you follow. Would an object be a similar to an outcome? Yes, sort of. So you're if you're you're uh, um, if you're using the lead generation as an example, um, you might have um, have the actual lead is what you're following through a system, right? So it might be the uh, so the lead is going to end up going you know it's going to start off seeing your ad and it's going to move through. So like the 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 thing that moves through the system from one side to the other, you have to determine mm-hmm. what that is, right? So for your podcast. Um, your podcasting stuff, it's, you know, the the guest, right, might be the thing that you follow through, right? Because the, the guest is going to be booked through your calendar. They're going to show up on the interview and then it's going to be the guest's interview is going to be edited. And then the, um, the then it's going to move into the promotion, right? And it's like it's the, the one piece that you follow around is that guest's episode, so to speak. Um, so you have you have a thing that you follow around um, and the biggest problems come through when you don't know you don't know what you're following through a system, right? So you don't actually have a specific thing that you're following from one step to the next. Um, and it's how you get um, how you get lost in building systems is you don't have a specific thing that you're following from one side to the other. Um, and then the next, the other one that goes along, goes right along with that is not knowing how to front load decision making, right? So if you are looking at something, you know, let me use just a really basic example because it, it helps, I think, illustrate it is, you know, if you're part of your system is to upload a video to YouTube, right? If you go to YouTube, I think everyone's probably done this, right? Where you go to YouTube and you click the upload button 
and there's a whole bunch of fields, right? There's the, you know, select your video, and there's the title field, and the description field, and the tags field, and the thumbnail field, and, like, the date that you want it to go out, and, you know, all of those different things. Um, mm-hmm. And the way that most people build their business processes is they, um, you know, from that the, the poorly managed chaos standpoint is they end up like, oh, now it's time to upload to YouTube, and they pull up the YouTube screen, um, and they think to themselves, oh, I need to write a title. So then they go back to their writing stuff and they're like, they write a title for YouTube. And then they get down to the description thing and like, oh, I have to have a YouTube description. And they'll either, you know, they'll go back and write it. Um, or if they had it written, you know, maybe they have to search around and find it and, you know, copy and paste it and that kind of thing. And then they're, then they get to the thumbnail and they're like, oh, I didn't have a YouTube specific thumbnail. So I have to go and, you know, back and forth. And that's how, how most stuff is done is like, hey, upload this video to YouTube. And they don't have all of the, the creative things that need to be done done ahead of time right so they don't have they don't front load the decisions right because if you think about it a title and a description and tag research all of those are things that require human creativity right so the actual uploading of the video to youtube doesn't require any human creativity at all right a robot could do it um but um so what what i like to tell people is you separate the creativity from from the robotic pieces of any of your processes and then front load the creativity front load all of the human aspects of your systems and then you can do things like in our system for instance when we have to upload a video to youtube we feed it all into a single zap and zapier and it's a it's a single button right where all of the stuff gets fed in and then it uploads youtube it takes half a second um and you can do that with every process every process in your business from like when we when we hire staff we do the same thing where it's like hey we have um we have processes up front where we have things like making sure we have their their information and their payments and everything else that needs to happen. We have all that stuff uploaded, so when when we need to hire someone, we just drop it all into the system. Um, so the point the point being is that you want to you want to be able to separate the creative from the non-creative, right? Because creative needs to be done by human beings, and the rest of the stuff um, can be handled either by automations or by lower level staff, or you don't have to hire high end people to you know, for instance, upload something to YouTube. Right, where you might have to have someone who's creative and has a you know higher cost associated to write or to design or to do video edits and stuff like that. Does that sort of make sense? Helps make your business more efficient. Yes, it actually does. We need to kind of wind this down a little bit, but um, Richard, you have been dropping some value bombs big time um, in relation to uh, talking about systems and and uh, giving like details and i think this front-loading decisions thing is actually huge so is there something uh like one last thing that you would like to leave with our audience before we uh sign off uh yeah so i actually i i think i i gave you guys access to this uh uh push button business systems class um i've got a a 2.0 version of it in the works um but the 1.0 version that i put out um we put out in the middle of the pandemic, and it is still um, free for anyone who wants uh, access to that. Um, and what I can do is I can make sure you have a link for that. You can put it in the show notes. Um, so anyone who's listening to this, if they want to go through that 1.0 version um, and you know get some basic understanding of, uh, of building business systems, um, that'll be cool. And I know anyone who's in that 1.0 version, we put away, we're, we're putting out for free. When the 2.0 version is done, we'll be offering a, a pretty significant discount to people. Um, just as a you know sort of a launch launch fun thing, but we're actually getting into some really detailed stuff where we're going to be um, offering people who get into the 2.0 version things like uh, uh, 
already done Trello templates for specific systems and Zaps that they can just install in their business. They want to use Zapier to automate portions of of their systems and showing people how to build lead generation systems and podcasting systems and other things. Um, so, anyways, the uh, the 1.0 version goes through all of the uh, the high level high level stuff like we were talking on this podcast, just in more detail. Um, and I said it's uh, happy to offer that to your whole audience uh, free of charge if they're uh, they're interested. Yeah, I think that would be a really good deal. So um, we will have the link for that in the show notes, guys. And I can't tell you how much. I mean, believe me, I understand the need for systems. I, I mean, we've got it to where I can record a show, for example, and I send it somewhere. But really, guys, this is um, this is something you really want to think about Um going forward you know we're in 2021 and yeah i know things are crazy but now is the best time to build your business and actually systematize what you're doing and in that uh you know lay out everything that you need to get things done and get them done well richard thank you so much for coming on the show you're welcome and you know my my last piece of advice is you know i know everything's crazy right now it's a great time to to put the time and effort into your own business, right? Systems is, you hear people say all the time, work on your business, not in your business. Designing systems is one of those things you can do that's working on your business and not in it. Amen, amen. Again, we will have the link in the show notes for uh, his 1.0 version of um, his course. And uh, guys, I'm really excited to see what you guys do with it. I'm Teresa Blaze. This is the Teresa Blaze Show. Let's go do this thing. You've been listening to The Teresa Blaze Show. To catch all her past shows, visit www.teresablaze.com. That's T-E-R-E-S-A-B-L-A-E-S.com. 